Open up your Bibles if you have it. Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9 and verse number 58. Get that app out. As long as it has a Bible app in it, get that phone out. Get that iPad out. Hallelujah. Are you blessed, church? Good to have you in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. You look good, fathers. You look blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. Luke 9 and verse 58. When you have it, shout amen like you're ready to get into God's word. Hallelujah. You're in this place today. I don't have the, the typical Father's Day message today, so I hope you're ready for me. Um, but if you're in this place and you're a son, a daughter, single or wife get ready because the Lord's going to minister to you too my emphasis is going to be on the father so men get ready all right I read today in the name of the father the son and of the holy ghost and the word of the Lord says this so and Jesus said unto him foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests but the son of man hath not where to lay his head I want to read it one more time I'm starting right here and Jesus said unto him, foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. I want you to see Jesus as the example of a godly man. He's the God-man, amen? And I want to extract a thought from this text to date, and I want to speak to the men, hallelujah, but I want you to understand this because this is what I'm going to drive home. Your mind cannot rest if home is out of order your mind cannot rest your mind does not rest if home is insecure are you hearing what i'm saying so i want to talk to you for a little while under the subject the restless mind the restless mind are you with me let's go to the lord in prayer father in jesus name we bless you lord god we thank you for ministering to us already and now lord god hallelujah add blessing to your word and speak to your people in a powerful way like only you know how to do. And we thank you for it in advance, in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Your mind cannot rest if home is not in order. Listen, you could be there physically and your mind be homeless. I said you could be there physically and your mind be homeless. And you know what happens uh, with many of us, hallelujah, we like to use our career successes. We like to use our uh, educational pursuit and even our gym membership. Come on, somebody. Our gym membership, watch this now, and even our church responsibility to show everybody else, watch this now, that we're doing great and yet have no peace, have no joy, and have no love in the house. And what good is it to have all these external successes, amen, and then have not a place to rest your mind in your house? 
Oh God. Listen, the text that I just read, I, I, I want you to really catch this, says that the foxes have holes. In other words, when a fox is threatened, when a fox senses danger, senses trouble, it runs to its hole because its hole is his house. His hole is his safe place, amen? His hole is the place where he is grounded. So the fox has an attitude that says, I'll fight anything as long as I can fight from a safe place. As long as I can fight, hallelujah, from a place where I am grounded, I'll take on whatever life hands me, but I have to have a place I can rest. Notice the bird. The Bible says, watch this, that the bird has nets. So the bird has this attitude that says, listen, there's a lot of things in this world that would want to destroy me, would want to devour me. But if I can just get to my nest, if I could just get to my nest and those things that would want to devour me are going to have a hard time reaching me because my nest is my safe place. If the bird could speak, the bird would tell you, this is what you have to understand, that a nest has to be built. It's not just there. It has to be built. And if the bird can continue to speak, the bird will tell you, and I want you to understand how I build my nest. Because I build my nest, watch this now, with broken branches. And if I can build a nest with broken branches, then you should be able to, man of God, build your house with broken pieces and broken people. Are you in this place? Hallelujah. See, the problem, the problem with that and why I got limited amens on that is because uh, too many people today don't want to put in the work of building. I said they don't want to put in the work of building. But watch this, hallelujah. You got to build that child. You can't just yell at the child. You can't just punish the child. And you cannot just whoop the child. You got to build the child. Oh boy, hallelujah. Are you in this place? And so I want to submit to a man in this place, hallelujah. Who's going through right now? I hear the Lord, I hear the, the word of the Lord saying, watch this, keep building. Keep building regardless of how it looks right now. Continue to build. Hallelujah. Oh, you don't understand what's going on in my house. I said, continue to build. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care where your child is right now. Continue to build. Even while they're talking about you and your family and your child, continue to build. Because at the end of the day, family is more important, hallelujah, than what your critics have to say. And so continue to build. Take the broken, the broken pieces that God has given you to work with and build that house. Do I have a church in here? Listen, you can't have a nest if you can't work with broken branches. You can't have a home or a house if you can't work with broken pieces. And can I just, can I just be real in here? Hallelujah. You look good. You smell good. You dress real nice. Hallelujah. But watch this. Every, every area in your house has something that's broken. There's something that's cracked. Hallelujah. In your house. We have broken wives. We have broken husbands. We have broken kids, amen? And let me go on a little rabbit trail here because I said I was going to have something for everybody today. If you're in here, hallelujah, and you're single, I got a word for you, hallelujah. Listen, if you're in here and you're single, let me just remind you, hallelujah, don't assume that you need, hallelujah, someone else to love you so that you can be complete. 
don't make, watch this, don't misunderstand, hallelujah, that you're only half a person and that you're only 50%. Because watch this, while math was never my favorite subject, hallelujah, this I do know, that one is a whole. That single, watch this, means whole, hallelujah. So I don't need somebody, watch this, hallelujah. I don't have to wait for somebody to love me. I have to love myself first. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen, don't wait for somebody to take you out so you can feel special. Take yourself out. Hug yourself. Look in the mirror. Yeah, you look good. You look fine. Hallelujah. All by yourself. Listen, because here's the reality. If you view yourself as half a woman, you're going to find half a man. You're going to have half a marriage, and you're going to end up with half kids. You're going to end up with kids that are messed up. Hallelujah. But if you know you're a whole woman, you're going to meet a whole man. And then you're going to have a whole marriage with whole children. Hallelujah. Do I got some women in here who know who they are? Some single women to take about 30 seconds and give God a praise break right there. You have to, listen, listen, because sometimes we view ourselves this way and we get desperate. I ain't got, uh, this ain't no singles conference, so let me not mess this thing up. But let me help you in here. Listen, you got to find the one that clicks. Not, Not a perfect individual, not a perfect individual, but watch this, like a key that goes into a lock. Just somebody that's broken in all the right places. I said, just somebody that's broken in all the right places. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Where, watch this, you complete each other. So where I'm strong, hallelujah. Listen, where I'm strong, you're weak. Where you're weak, I'm strong. Are you following what I'm saying? You know what I mean. So anyway, you complement each other, amen. And when you put a a key that's broken in in the right places, in a lock, there's a click. When you find the one that clicks, things will start opening up for you. Are you in this place? Amen. Hallelujah. Where my single people at? I got any in the house today? Hallelujah, Jesus. All right, let me come back. I want a nest to come home to. Amen. I can't necessarily control everything that's happening externally and outside of me. Hallelujah. But my home should be my safe place. I don't care if it's a one bedroom on top of a garage. Build that thing. Fix that thing. Are you in this place, church? All right, watch this now. I got to hurry. You cannot rest in an environment that's not secure. You cannot rest in an environment that's not secure. That picture up there says it all. Uh, Some men in here, you could relate to that picture up there. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. So watch this. Jesus is saying the foxes have holes, the birds has nests, but the Son of Man doesn't have a place to lay his head. Now, in Jesus' case, understand that earth is not his home. So it's hard to find the place for him to rest because earth is not his home. And he was experiencing tremendous rejection. It wasn't that he couldn't afford a home. People preach that crazy. It's that he was being rejected and he, he wasn't being received anywhere. Therefore, he didn't have a place to lay his head. Hallelujah. But you live on the earth. And your home should be that safe place for you. But when there is no peace and when there is no love and when there is no joy at home, it's not time uh, to take your ministry out. People talking about, I got to go out and do what God called me to do. No. Not that there's no joy, love, and peace in your house. That's not the time to turn your ministry out. That's the time to turn your ministry in. Oh, boy. Are you in this place? Hallelujah. 
The reason a home is hard to fix, I should have got at least one amen right there. The reason a, a home is hard to fix is because the enemy don't want you to have a home. And so you have to understand that the enemy is an expert at throwing something in the house, watch this, with the purpose to flush one of you out so then I could get you by yourself and destroy you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It's actually a military tactic. Even law enforcement uses it. If they want to flush somebody out, they'll use tear gas. They'll use some kind of smoke bomb in order to uh, throw something in the house to make you come out the house to then arrest you. Well, Satan is the same way. He wants to flush you out. Hallelujah. Wants to, listen, the Bible says two are better than one. So let me just separate y'all so that I can catch you by yourself. And when I catch you by yourself, I'm going to get you because you are not good. It's not good for man. To be alone. Are you in this place, church? Ooh, God have mercy in here. But let me take it a step further. You don't have to leave your house physically to be absent emotionally and spiritually. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You could be there and you're not. Are you in this place? Listen, listen. Your shoes are still under the bed. You haven't packed your bags, but you left a long time ago. I said, you left long, long time ago. And one of the things about our heavenly father that I love is that he says this to you. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And when, when you hear that, it blesses you, right? And you think that he's just uh, repeating himself or, or just adding emphasis, but it's deeper than that. And you, if you look it up in the Hebrew, what he's really saying is, watch this, I'll never leave you physically nor forsake you emotionally. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But a man can be there physically and be absent emotionally. Are you in this place? Hallelujah, Jesus. And so watch this. A lot of times what we do is that we focus on the dad that is absent physically. Amen? But I got something I want to share with the dad that is present but ain't saying nothing. Present but silent. Are you hearing what I'm saying in here? All right. Can I get a little deeper? Watch this now. When you think about the creative order, you understand that man was created first, right? Okay. But let me just submit to you that even though man was created first, woman was attacked first. Even though man was created first, the woman was attacked first. Now, Let's talk about her occupation. When God created her, he said, watch this, it's not good for man to be alone. So I'm going to create a help me. In other words, I'm going to create a helper that is suitable to him. And the devil attacks the help. Here's what his thinking is. Watch this. Because if I get the help, I won't need to get the one that needs the help. If I get the help, I won't need to get the one who needs the help. And so watch this. If you're a man who is leaning on your woman for help and he hits the help or removes the help, the man topples over. The man ain't talking back to me right now. And so women, I said I had something for you too. Watch this. Understand that from the moment you come into the picture, there's a bounty on your head. You are a target. Are you hearing what I'm saying in this place? Hallelujah. Because watch this. When you break down, things break down. 
Do I got some women that can talk back to me right there? Hallelujah. When you break down, things break down. And so again, let me just stress the fact that you could be there and not be there. Show me Genesis chapter 3. They're looking at me like they need Bible. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 6. A passage is talking out his head. No, I'm not. I'm going to show you. Watch this. Watch this. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, watch this now, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. Notice the rest. And gave also to her husband with her. The NIV says, and she turned around and also gave to her husband who was with her. And so watch this. Oftentimes what happens is when we preach about this right here, we automatically assume, I don't know why, that Adam was not in the vicinity. We assume that Adam was somewhere off, distracted, and he was not there. We assume that maybe he was playing with the animals or something. I don't know. I don't know where we get this idea, but the text says that she ate and then she turned around and gave to her husband who was with her. Now, I have a problem with that. Because here is a snake talking to his wife, and he ain't saying nothing. And so my question is, if you're not saying nothing, why are you there? We're going to be all right, man. I'm going to bring it back up. Hallelujah. Just stay with me. Let me challenge you a moment, okay? Just keep looking at me. Amen. Hallelujah. That's my question. He's present, but he's silent. He was supposed to shut that snake up. Are you in this place, church? Hallelujah. The Bible said Adam was not deceived. The woman was deceived. So he's there. He knows the snake is lying to her, and he's not doing anything. Are you in this place, church? You would be amazed. I'm amazed that Adam knows that the person that's talking to his wife is a snake. It allows me to know that he is seeing something that she is not seeing. It's getting quieter by the minute. And so watch this, men, you have that ability. So watch this now, because you're probably in here and you're thinking, well, how, do, how am I supposed to recognize a snake when I see it? It's real simple. You know a snake because a snake is always going to have poison in their mouth. I said a snake is always going to have poison in their mouth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And if you're sitting there receiving what the snake is saying, What's coming into you is poison. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In this place, hallelujah. Adam could see what she could not see. The snake was imparting poison. Listen, the snake comes disguised. It comes in the, in the form of counsel. Did God say? You know the story, saints, hallelujah. Amen, somebody. God, have mercy in here. Listen, she could be a sister in one season and a snake in another. <laughs> I said she could be a sister in one season and a snake in another. 
she could be with you when you were going through your worst time. But now it's keeping you from experiencing your best time. Are you hearing what I'm saying in this place? Hallelujah. And then God puts an anointing on a man to see what others cannot see. Are you in this place, church? Some of you just ready to go to lunch. Can I make a heavy statement in here? Anything you don't invest in, you can't expect a return from. Anything that you do not invest in, you cannot expect a return from. It's hard to get a return from a child you have not invested in. Oh, God, have mercy in here. You have no right to demand a harvest if you have no seed in the ground. Are you hearing what I'm saying in here? But at the same time, if I raised you and I was there and I changed your pampas and I helped you with your homework, come on, somebody, hallelujah, and I played ball with you, hallelujah, then listen, don't suck your teeth when I ask you to do something. I'm just expecting a return on my investment. You know how these young people be? So I need you to take out the garbage. But I've been there for you. I can expect a return. Now, if I haven't been there, that's a different story. Are you in this place, church? All right, I hear you, Pastor. You're talking about building the house. It's my responsibility. I get it. I got the whole bird illustration. That was really good. Okay. Talk to me about how to do it. Talk to me about how to do it. Let me, let, let me start with a question. Amen. Who is the foreman in your house? Who is the foreman in your house? Who in your house is in charge of building the structure? Who in your house is in charge of bringing order. Amen. Show me Psalm 127 and verse number one. Psalm 27 and verse number one. You guys doing all right? Hallelujah. Psalm 127 and verse number one. Hallelujah. Listen to what it says. Amen. Except the Lord build the house. Right off the cuff, let me just submit to you that if God is not the foreman, you're going to have some issues. Watch this. Except the Lord. Listen to this text. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. This is talking about the futility of work without God. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. In other words, you're watching and staying up in vain if God's not watching. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Two key, two key things in this text, hallelujah. Watch this. And you see them in the word except. The NIV says, unless, unless the Lord builds the house. Unless the Lord watches the city. Watch this. Except the Lord builds the house is a construction word. It's talking about building. Amen. Except the Lord watch a city is talking about protection. So God is saying, watch this. I'm, I'm that guy, but don't make the mistake to assume that you are without responsibility. That's not what God is saying. God is saying, watch this. I'm going to build and protect through you. And so every man should be in the business, watch this, of building his house and protecting his house. Can I get some men in the house to put a praise on that right there? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
But I wonder if I got any man who grew up like me. In my house, we had a little philosophy that we used to live by. And maybe you're familiar with it. Maybe it might ring a bell when you hear me say it. This was the philosophy we lived by in my house. Whatever goes on in this house, whatever goes on in this house stays in this house. Had anybody else's philosophy? Come on, somebody growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I believe our parents taught us that twofold. I believe they taught us that, number one, so that we could begin to understand the importance of having some privacy. Amen? But at the same time, I believe they taught us that so that we wouldn't go ahead and make the mistake of putting all the family business on public display. Because I don't care how holy you think you are, every family has some business. Every family. (laughs) Every family has some level of dysfunction. Are you in this place? But how many of you understand that character is best developed in private? I said character is best developed in private. That's why it is super important that I have a safe place where my character can be developed without putting all my business on display. Because here is the reality. While I'm being developed, all my flaws will manifest. But thank God for a safe place where my character can be continually developed. Are you in this place, church? Because you know that if all your family problems hit the public display, there will be a degree of humiliation. Yeah, you too. Amen. Amen, somebody. Now, I said that to simply say this. Secrecy cannot be the objective. Secrecy cannot be. Watch this, because how many of you know that secrets cause issues to fester? I said secrets cause issues to fester. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And so, if all you're interested in is keeping it quiet, Rather than making it better, you are going to be in trouble because you cannot praise your image more than you praise your development. I said you cannot praise your image more than you praise your development. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Mm. So some people will do anything just to keep it. But you got to fix the problem. Amen, somebody? If you're blessed in here, shout glory. Glory. And so because that clock is lying on me right now. I was going to read this portion of scripture, but I'm going to give you some homework. Can I give you some homework? You don't have to do it today, man. It's Father's Day. You could do it tomorrow. Amen. But watch this. Let me give you some homework. I want you to read Genesis 49, at least verses 1 through 7. Genesis 49, verses 1 through 7. You're going to see a father. His name is Jacob. 
and he's about to die. It, and I ain't got time to get into Jacob's story, but if you know Jacob, Jacob was a trickster. His name meant surplanter. He was shysty. This guy had tricks, amen? He wrestled with God one whole night, and God changed his name to Israel, amen? And, and I don't know if I got anybody else in here who has a testimony like mine that God wrestled with them one day. Listen, when God came to get me, it, it took one day, and I was a changed man. Is that anybody's testimony in here? I know everybody's testimony is different, but I wrestled with God one day and came out of that experience totally changed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because he can do it. Amen. Anyway, so to, to make a long story short, uh, Jacob's coming to the end of his life. Watch this. And the Bible says this. Jacob was about to die, but Israel sat up in the bay. The, the, the old me was dying, but the new me stood up in the bed and said, you know what? I cannot die until I bless my sons. Oh, God, help me in here. In other words, he had an attitude that said, I refuse to die. Death got to wait until I impart some spiritual thing onto my seed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That should be the attitude of every man in this place. I can't die until I impart something unto my sons. It's called legacy, people. Are you in this place? Hallelujah. So watch this. What I learned from the story is simply this, that the father has the power, watch this, to relieve to release blessings, but also to release cursing over a son. And a good father will always leave a blessing, but a bad father will leave a curse. And I don't know if you're in here, but maybe somebody in here knows what it is to carry the curse of a bad father. But we serve a heavenly father who can reverse the curse. Woo, God help me in here. Somebody knows what I'm talking about, hallelujah. But can I be real with the fathers? Can I be real with the parents for a moment before we leave? Watch this. You'd be surprised at what you don't know about who you think you know. <laughs> you would be surprised at what you don't know about who you think you know. And, and can I help you in here? Even your kids. The young people looking at me like, Pastor, <laughs> just keep looking at me. Look straight. Hear me, even your kids, because I know, I know how it is, parents. You love your kids. You want to believe the best for them. I know, I know, I know. I know, I know. Um, but I know my kid. I know my son. My son would never do that because I know my son. And then you find out later that your son did do that. Are you in this place? It's amazing to me. I don't want to go on a rabbit trail, but it's amazing to me, hallelujah, what's happening in the world that we're living in today. Today, people get married like nothing, right? And don't even know who they marry. Y'all not talking back to me. I said, don't even know who they marry. And sometimes, watch this. Oh, boy. The person you married is not the person you dated. The men are like, pastor. It's... It's our day. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Stay with me. Stay with me, I'm coming. The person you marry is not the person you dated. You dated their representative. But you married the evil twin. You, you dated the representative, but you live with the evil twin. <laughs> 
the evil twin. And can I say something here? This nation that we live in right now has the tendency, watch this, to give themselves away to somebody just because they look pretty. I'm coming, just stay right there. Because they look pretty. And they say, watch this, that good looks, that's 50% of it right there. And, and if they got some personality and some charisma, that's, the, that's another 50%. So watch this, if they're good looking, got personality and some charisma, you got the whole package. Because how many of you in this place know, God help me in here, you could be handsome and be hateful. You can have a good personality and still be obnoxious, corrupt, and wicked. Do I got a church in here? Man, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Are you in this place? Ooh. Have mercy in here. And it's amazing to me. I keep it real, guys. I keep it real. It's amazing to me. Everywhere you go, everybody loves you, except at home. Anywhere, he's fantastic. And at home, you are the creature from the Black Lagoon. Dr. Jekyll, I'm challenging the man. I want to challenge you today. I'm trying to be humorous about it, but I'm really getting in your heart and in your head. Are you in this place? Hallelujah. Mm. Amen, somebody. Watch this. Jacob, whom we're talking about, seemingly knows some things about his son. Understand that he is a man of God. He is a man of God. Watch this now, but he has drama in his house. Let me help you in here. You could be a man of God and have drama in your house. And just because you have some drama in your house does not mean that you're not a man of God. I want to help somebody in here. Do I got some men of God in here? Hallelujah. You feeling me now? All right. Amen, somebody. But let me go back to a thought I shared a moment ago. You think your child won't do a thing because you know them. But how many, I need some real parents in here, know that a child will shock you. As a matter of fact, let me help some parents in here. Some parents are like, nah, me. Okay, let me, let me help you in here, hallelujah. And I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna say almost every child, almost every child, at some point, will disregard what you taught them. For two reasons. Some will do it in spite of you. And some will do it because they are on a journey to find themselves. Because they want to declare that I am my own person. And I need to find my own individuality. And so I'm going to take a little ride on the wild side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when, listen, parents... When they're teenagers, you don't know nothing. Are you blessed in here? But I, got, I, got so, I said I, I had something for everybody, right? I've been talking to the men. I've been talking to the women a little bit. I said something to the singles. If you're a teenager and you're in this place, listen to what I have to say to you. Amen? You can get so far 
you cannot get back on your own. I said you can get so far that you, it's not that you cannot get back, you just cannot get back on your own. Are you in this place, church? Oh, God, have mercy in here. You can drift unaware. I said you can drift unaware. You, you, you could be in a boat, shut the motor off, put the paddles down, and declare, I ain't doing nothing. You're not doing nothing, but you're still drifting. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You could, drift. You could be in here and drift. All right, I'm going to leave that alone because that's not even in the notes. Hallelujah. Let me talk to you. See, we know a lot about Jacob's sons. We don't know a lot about his daughter. Watch this now. He had a daughter named Dina. And let me tell you something about her. Amen. Watch this. This particular individual decided that she didn't want to live, watch this, in, in the boundaries that her parents set for her. I don't want to be under this godly boundaries that my parents set for me. And so I need to find myself. So I'm going to step outside of the boundaries and find my individuality. Are you in this place? Hallelujah. And I mentioned a moment ago that almost every child does this at some point in their life. The problem, the problem with that is, amen, once you step out of those boundaries and you leave the covering and you leave the protection that your parents have provided for you, there's no guarantee as to how the things are going to turn out. Are you in this place? And so watch this. Dina decides, I'm going to go out there. And she steps out of those boundaries and she gets raped. She gets raped by a man from a place called Shechem. Amen? And watch this now. She leaves on her own, her own will, but she gets raped against her will. Are you following what I'm saying in this place? And so watch this. I'm going somewhere. I'm not lost. I'm in the text. I'm still talking about Jacob cursing some of his sons. When you read Chapter 49 of Genesis, verses 1 through 7, Jacob goes in on his first three sons and curses them. And he curses them. Watch this. Because he's still mad at them for something they did. Now, what did they do? Let me tell you what they did. When nobody did anything about what happened to Dina, their sister, they decided somebody's got to do something. And so watch this, her brothers, two of them in particular, Simeon and Levi, decided, you know what? These people got to pay. So they go over to the people of Shechem and they make an agreement, a covenant with them. And they tell them, we promise to let you intermarry with our women, which was against the law back then, all right, uh, to the Israeli nation. And, and we'll let you intermarry with our women, but you have to enter our covenant with God, which means you have to be circumcised. Because according to the law, that was a prerequisite, right? You have to get circumcised. So the men agreed and said, all right, we'll do that so we can intermarry with your women. And they did so. And while they were, watch this, recovering, recovering and not in a condition to fight. Watch this. Simeon and Levi come, swoop down, and kill all the men of Shechem. Could you imagine that? Kill all the men of Shechem. And so... It almost ended up being a disaster. A national conflict almost broke forth. And Jacob had to come and clean up the mess. Amen, somebody. And watch this. The crazy thing about it, hallelujah, is that 
these two brothers go ahead, they take matters into their own hands, they do something about it, and now their father is mad at them. And he curses them because he can't forgive them for what they had done. Can I give you another thing really quickly before we leave? Watch this. Before you judge somebody's future for what they've done, remember what you did. <laughs> God, help me in here. Before you judge somebody's future for what they have done, remember what you did. Listen, now I get, I get Jacob. He wants his son to learn from his own experiences. I get Jacob, and I applaud him for that because he does care. There are some fathers out there that don't care. He does care about what they're doing, and he wants them to learn from the experiences that he had, some of the things that he went through, right? So he wants to teach them so they don't do what probably what he did. But the thing that's amazing to me is that sometimes we enter parenting or we enter parenthood and we catch amnesia. And so we're cursing our kids for what they did, and we can't remember what we did. And Jacob, if you, oh my God, if you remember Jacob, I ain't got time to get into it, he was sneaky. This is the guy that went, took advantage of his father's poor eyesight, dressed up like his brother, put hair on his arms because his brother was hairy, and stole his brother's blessing, stole his brother's birthright. On another occasion, he offered his brother food because his brother was famished in order to have his inheritance. I'll give you this food if you give me your inheritance. People do it all the time. Lose their destiny for 20 minutes of pleasure. Are you in this place? Hallelujah. My God. He never brings up his old tricks while he's cursing his sons. He never stops to ask himself, where is this behavior coming from? Could it be that they're acting just like me? Are you blessed in here? Oh, my God. Let me give you one last thing. One last thing. You guys doing okay? Let me give you one last thing. I'm going to come back to the women. Can I help the women a little bit? Amen. You know, one of the things that we do all the time is that whenever it's Mother's Day, we have a woman minister. And whenever it's Father's Day, we have a man minister. But every now and again, I think we should flip it. Because I believe there are some things I could tell a woman about a man that another woman can't tell you. And vice versa. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So can I just be transparent for a moment and try to help you out? Amen. Hallelujah. Watch this. My last point. Secret expectations can lead to secret anger. Secret expectations can lead to secret anger. A lot of men deal with this kind of anger. Now, let me, let me, let me submit to you how men work. Amen. All right. So watch this. A man will go all out. Amen? And he'll talk to you about the kind of night that you're going to spend, right? And a man will come up to you and say, hey, listen, I'm going to take you to the mall. You know, because women like shopping, right? So I, I'm going to take you to the mall. We're going to spend a couple hours at the mall. After the mall, right, I'm going to take you out to dinner, 
right? After I take you to dinner, I'm going to take you to the movies. And we talk about those those three things. But we also have a secret expectation that we have not talked to you about. Y'all better let me be real. And don't leave me up here by myself, man. We have a secret expectation that we're not talking to you about. Amen, somebody. And then when that secret expectation doesn't pan out the way we expect it, we get frustrated and upset. And woman, you will be amazed of what your husband is frustrated about and is not mentioning. Because men are different than women. Amen, somebody. If, you, if you've ever sat in one of my counseling sessions, you know what I'm talking about. Men are different than women. Amen. When men talk, men talk in sign language. Women speak with detail. You need me to illustrate it. We're going to leave. Let me just do this illustration. I'm coming down right there where you are. I'm going to need Noel. Noel, stand up for a second. Amen. Watch this. When, when me and Noel are kicking it and, and, and we are having a time, I might do something like that. I might just fist pump them, right? Or I might just give them what we used to call that. Be like, you know what that means? That means, yo, we're having a good time hanging out together. You know, that's how men talk with signals. I am not going to sit down and tell Noel, Noel, I just wanted to let you know that I really like spending time with you. That just gets awkward. That get, do I got some men in the house? That get, thank you, buddy. That gets awkward. We don't talk like that. We talk in signals. The problems begin to happen when we come home giving signals to a woman who is detailed. And so what happens is we throw in signals. I mean... Don't leave me up here by myself. God, help me. Jesus, help me. We throwing them. (laughs) And sometimes, I'm being humorous, but you know what I mean. And sometimes, because women talk, and you're not talking, they miss the signals. They miss the signals. Amen? And the man becomes frustrated and so what what incurs is that he's the more time lapses the more of a hard time he has holding in his frustration if I'm preaching okay some men just help me out by giving God a little praise offering right there <laughs> Hallelujah. watch this so 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 she's talking because she's a communicator by nature. We have to work at it. So she's communicating. And so she's home, and she's talking about what happened at work, who irritated her at work, the kind of day that she had at work. She's talking about the kids. She's talking about the report cards. And, and other times, you're okay. But this time, you're not okay because you're frustrated. <laughs> and she's talking, and you're like, and you're like you must see the signals that I'm... Sending you away right now. 
You almost want to like, it's not going to work. That's not going to work. Amen. Are you blessed in here? Listen, let me just say this and I'll close. If you miss too many signals in sequence, he may not leave you, but he may forsake you. And what that means is, I won't check out physically, but emotionally, I'll be gone. Because I'm, I become reluctant to trust you with my emotions. Because when I do, I get disappointed. And so rather than continually get disappointed, I'm going to shut down and stop investing. And then rather than invest, I start critiquing. Y'all quiet, but I'm preaching. I start critiquing. Amen? And then you're in church. You're in church, and nobody knows. You're in church. Blessed be the rock. Blessed be the Blessed be the rock of my salvation. Where the men at? Come on, being transparent today. And... And at home, miserable. And when your house is miserable, it's hard to be faithful and committed to that which is painful. So let me close. Worship team, you can start working your way up here. Let me close with the way I started. Amen. The text said, foxes have holes and birds have nests. But at a time when I am the most tired, the most tired, I have nowhere to rest my mind. Watch this. I can't lay it on my spouse because there's issues. I can't lay it on my kids because there's issues. And watch this, the reason it's falling apart is not because you lack purpose, it's not because you lack destiny, it's not because you lack calling, it's not because you lack an assignment from God on your life. The reason it's falling apart is because you have nowhere to rest your mind. And when a mighty man does not have a place to rest his mind, He'll put his head where it don't belong. And there's no justifying it, but that's usually what ends up happening. And so it doesn't even matter if you were a strong man like Samson. You'll lay your head in the lap of Delilah. You'll lay your head in the lap of compromise. Are you hearing what I'm saying in here? Listen, when you read your Bible... Many in the Bible have plenty to say about the harlot, right? Watch out. Proverbs all over the place. Watch out for this woman. She's sneaky. Oh, can I help you here? I did a little research after hearing all this in the scriptures. Hallelujah. And this is what I found out. And I'm going to read it because it does not come from me. Watch this. Prostitutes will tell you that men spend all kinds of money and it has nothing to do with just sex. They talking to her. And the reason is, watch this, because she gives them 
a place where they don't have to perform. Do you know that counselors make hundreds of dollars an hour? And do you know why counselors make hundreds of dollars an hour? It's simple. Because they give you a place to lay your head. And I will submit to you that it's not Delilah's sexiness that got Samson's attention only. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's because she gave him a place where he didn't feel like he had to perform. He didn't feel like he had to earn enough brownie points. Are you in this place? And everything I just told you, you're not going to hear from a woman. Are you in this place? And so, stand to your feet. I'm getting ready to close the service, but I want to submit to you. Please do not be in a hurry to walk out because I'm going to dedicate two babies. Usually we do it before the service, but after that special, you know, we just wanted to flow right in. And so, as soon as I close this out, we're going to dedicate two, baby unto, two babies unto the Lord. It's just going to take a couple minutes, and we're going to dismiss. So I encourage you, hallelujah, just to hang in there with me, okay? But watch this. If you're a man in this place, and the word of the Lord has ministered to you today, and you are that man. My house is not there yet. And I'm there physically. But I may have checked out emotionally and spiritually. And I don't have a place where my mind can rest. Here's the word of the Lord for you. I believe Jesus is standing in this place and he's saying, if you don't have a place to lay your head, come to me. All ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Cast your cares upon me, for I care for you. And until your house becomes that place, I'll be your safe place. I'll be your safe place. Hallelujah. I believe that if I made an altar call today, that many men will come to the altar. Because I really feel like I had the word from the Lord for you today. But I'm not going to do that. Because I just want to make sure that you're able to enjoy the rest of the afternoon. And just be with your family and have a great, great time. Amen. Together today. Be purposeful today. Women, be purposeful about treating your man very good today. Amen. Hallelujah. But I want to say a general prayer. Amen. For all the men that are in the house. And so, men, if you would be so kind as to just cater to me and just lift up a hand. The men, just the men. If you would just lift up your hand, men. Amen. Hallelujah. Woman, if you want, you can put your hand on them. Amen. And help me pray. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we come before you, Lord God, and we thank you for the word of the Lord on today. Father God, hallelujah, give these men the strength, Lord God, hallelujah, to be present, not just physically, Lord God, 
but emotionally and spiritually. Give these men the bravery to declare God is the foreman of my house and God is going to help me build and protect it. I'm going to take these broken pieces and I'm going to build this thing for the honor and the glory of God. The devil is a liar. What God has joined together, let no man put asunder. I'm going to invest into my children. I'm going to invest to the point where I can expect a return on my investment. Hallelujah. I'm not going to live for God and let my children go to hell. The devil is a liar. You can't have me and you can't have my kids. You can't have my seed. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. And so, Father God, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give God a praise. Can we sing that a couple of times? Hallelujah. Can we just worship for a moment? Come on, everybody now. Just throw up your hands. Hallelujah. Give God praise for being a father to the fatherless. 